Hey, it's Macy and Kat. We're not salespeople, we're the sales girls. Welcome to the School of Sales podcast. It's the podcast for women that know that making sales is an absolute necessity in order to keep doing what you love. So let us help you make it fun and make some money while we're at it. Let's get going. Hey, today I want to talk about credibility. This word is so important. It is like one of the most important words that we go into in the School of Sales training. And I want to tell you a little bit more about why it matters and why it should be really top priority for you, regardless of like whatever strategy, even what you're saying, what you're selling, like you can start increasing your credibility today with these things. So credibility, the definition of it, uh, there's a piece of the definition that talks about being convincing. And then if you were to look up convincing, uh, let me tell you the definition exactly of what convincing is. Convincing is the ability to be believable. And then another part of the definition is leaving no margin of doubt, no margin of doubt right? So think about like maybe you've bought something for somebody and it's a good sales experience and then they might start kind of oversharing about how their life is just in shambles and everything is so busy and they're going through a divorce and everything is so crazy. And not that those things are bad or that they shouldn't be felt or talked about. It is naturally going to leave a little margin of doubt for you you're going to kind of think in the back of your head, like I'm imagining a hairdresser, right? That's kind of oversharing about her life and she's trying to be authentic and real. But what's happening is you're thinking, what about me? Like, what about my hair? What about like the time frame that I want to get my hair done in? Like, is she able to focus? Is she able to get this job done well? Is she able to um, like really finish the drill by the time I need to get out of here. And so while you're learning about the hairdresser, what's happening is you're starting to experience a little bit of doubt about her ability to do her job well. And there's so many things that you can do to really refine how you show up as a credible person. But one of the major things that you can do is really watch the tone and have some principles and some kind of honestly rules and protocols in place of not just what you do, but what you don't do. Sometimes that's even more powerful than thinking about what do I need to do, but what do I need to stop doing? Who do I want to stop being? How do I want to not come off? Honestly, that's a great journaling prompt uh, because I think a lot of things will come up for you much quicker then what do you want to do? And then you can kind of just um, write down the opposite of what it is that you don't want to do to show what you what you do want. So definitely try that. But specifically, I want to talk about the words that you say and really the tone of what you need to not do, okay? The first thing to stop doing is complaining. Now, do not skip this episode and think, oh, I don't complain. I'm so good at this. What I find a lot of people doing is just observing the world with kind of a negative attitude, which they think they're just observing and talking about it, but what it actually is, is complaining. So for example, when you say, I'm tired, I'm tired, you think you're just observing kind of how you feel and saying it out loud. 
In my opinion, that is a form of complaining and it adds absolutely no value to anyone's life or especially yours. For example, when you talk about being tired, what ends up happening is you are going to think about being tired the rest of the day and look for evidence to support that. You're going to think about your body feeling tired. You're going to think about your brain feeling tired. Your energy is low. You can't wait to lay down in bed, which is not helpful for you. And then the person that you're telling it to is going to end up needing to feel like they need to comfort you or ask you why you're tired and kind of agree that they're tired as well. And it becomes this complaining, I'm tired fest that is just not valuable for anybody. So I really want you to be aware of how are you observing the world and what's come out, coming out of your mind, your mouth. And this is so easy to fall into. I fall into this trap very often. And this is why it's so important to be so aware and careful and conscious about your thoughts because it does affect everything that you do. It really does. So a rule that I have put in place for myself personally is like, for example, I will never again voice out loud that I'm tired ever, 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 because it's just, especially for my own good, but also for the people that I'm speaking with. When I, and then I have like a when I do, this is what I do, right? Instead of talking about it, when I feel tired, my next step is to do something about it. And I have a list of things that really help me when I feel tired. Number one is a little power nap. I have been known to jump on the couch for a little 10 minute power nap and it does me a world of good. Chug a cold glass of water, get outside, get some fresh air, stand up, do some jumping jacks, some push-ups, doing those things actually helps being tired and just solves the problem versus talking about it and magnifies the problem. Can you see how when you keep your language really positive and keep the complaining out that someone might see you as somebody more credible? Someone might see you as someone who who is like, oh, this girl like feels really good about her life and therefore she's going to do a really good job for me. Right? It, it doesn't give more margin of doubt. It shrinks the margin of doubt and increases the margin of, man, I trust her. Another thing that you can completely have a rule to get rid of is sarcasm. Now, I know that it's so interesting. I'm working on our company's core values. And the more that I research, it's so crazy how so many core values of companies is sarcasm. It's like their whole like personality and the language of their culture is sarcastic. And what the problem with sarcasm is that it's joking, but there's like an underlying truth there that kind of lingers and makes people think about it when they're alone in not a good way. I'll give you an example. I remember one time I was wearing a hat, kind of like those wide brim trendy hats. And it was the first time I had worn it and I was feeling like kind of nervous about it. And like, I wanted to try it and see how it felt. And I remember someone said to me, oh, like, where's your broom? I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, it's like a witch hat. Where's your broom? And it was like funny. And then they ended up saying, I love it. It's so cute. It's, and, and we kind of laughed about it. But the way that lingered with me, like still to this day, and of course this is on me for it lingering, but I like think about it all the time. Like when I had the thought of putting a hat on and that's something I'm, you know, like I need to let that go a hundred percent. But it's, it's the principle of like, we just say what we mean, right? If we like somebody's hat, where you're going to say like, you look so pulled together. And the reason I say that is that hat just like completes the outfit. 
that that little compliment in place of the sarcasm leaves a lasting impact. And so instead of the person, you know, when you go to sleep at night, you kind of replay the day. When they're replaying their day, they're thinking about the encouragement that you said to them, the compliment, the thing that you said that you meant. And the thing about saying things that you mean and complimenting people intentionally, like that might be the only encouragement that they ever get for their entire like decade of their life where their parents never said anything nice to them and their parents always were sarcastic and joked with them, but you get to be the person that encourages them. And if you go back to credibility, right, the ability to be believed, it's like, wow, this person, when they say something, they mean it. Like, I'm going to believe what they say because everything that they say is true. Do you see how that reflects your professionalism when you cut the sarcasm? Another thing is just negativity. It kind of goes back to complaining, but I, I want you to really see that the world like there, there's two sides to everything, right? There's two sides to a coin. There's two sides to a pancake. There's two sides to a piece of bread. There's not really anything that just has one side to it. And that principle of life overflows into circumstances as well, right? It's either 30 degrees outside and it's freezing and I hate putting on all these layers or it's 30 degrees outside and that fresh air fills up my lungs and just awakens my body. It's raining outside and I hate getting wet or it's raining outside and the sound of the rain really helps you focus. I don't want to start a business because it's going to be so hard or, you know, I, I really like the idea of starting the business because it's going to be hard and that is so challenging and I know it's going to cause me to up-level myself unlike anything before. You get to help offer new perspectives for people that they just might not see. And, you know, I want to just kind of touch on this idea of toxic positivity because people will say that to me a lot. Like, this is toxic positive. This is the definition when I looked it up was like something along the lines of basically ignoring your negative emotions. And I want to be clear, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I actually think being aware and kind of diving into those negative emotions is very important within your own personal work within the the work that you have with a coach or a mentor or your journaling sessions. Like it's your work that you're doing on yourself, not necessarily other people's business or their job to carry that burden. They don't even have the capacity to hold space for you. They don't even have the ability to, to help you out of that. They only have the ability to be brought down with you and to help you get down even more. And it's just not valuable to anybody. So hopefully you can see when it comes to credibility, being liked and trusted and being able to be believed that your positive mentality will affect how people see you as the professional. The last one I want to talk about is um, profanity. And I mean, this goes back to like being authentic and all that. And you can totally do what you want to do. There's no question about it. But I had a recent experience that I want to tell you about because it's really, really fascinating. Um, I love the Hormozies, Alex and Layla Hormozies. I love them. I especially love Layla. I love listening to her. And it's interesting because she's no stranger to profanity. And that's great. I love, you know, 
people like them, like they aren't missing the money that profanity could be costing them. You know what I mean? They can say whatever they want and it's no big deal. And the way I consume content, what I like to think about is I take the meat and I leave the bones, right? So the profanity is like leaving the bones. The meat is like all the good content, right? So she's no stranger to profanity. And I just leave that and take the good stuff, take the meat. And I was watching her do a speech on stage for people about management. And one of the first things she said about a manager that she did not like, right? She was using him as an example of what not to be. The first way that she described him was somebody that used profanity too much. She was like, every other word was the F word. And I just hated that. And I was like, wow, like as a person that uses profanity, she hated hearing profanity. She didn't enjoy being led and managed in that way. And it just made me think like nobody will ever be like, wow, I loved her. I just wish she cussed more. Man, I loved her. I just wish she was like way more sarcastic. I loved her. I just wish she just talked about like all the bad things that, that she's experiencing. And, you know, there's a way to talk about the things that, that feel appropriate to share, right? Like that maybe didn't go so well, but it, there needs to be a reason why you're sharing it. Like, why does it matter to them? Why does it matter to the person you're speaking to? And how could it bring value to their life? If it doesn't, nix it and handle your own stuff and your own personal work with trusted people. I can tell you that like my husband we'll hear the things that, that are not this very sales girl of me, right? Cause sometimes I just need to let it out and talk it through and process it. And he's a safe place to do that. And you need to have your people to do that, right? I have people on the team too, that I'm like, Hey, I just need a moment to talk it out. But for the most part, 99.9999% of your life, you are walking around as the credible professional sales girl so that people see you and you don't even give them the chance to experience a margin of doubt. You only give them the, the reason, every reason to trust you, every reason to believe everything that you say, and every reason to see that your life is the demonstration of the message that you preach. That's what you want as the professional. I promise you that you might go wrong using negativity and sarcasm and profanity. You might, you might not, you might go wrong but you will not go wrong. You cannot go wrong. If you adopt these beliefs, you adopt these rules and these protocols really to your language and how you live. And really, like I said, the rules for your life that you are just cutting off without entertaining the idea of bringing them up into your content, into your conversations and into your life. I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed and we will see you on the next one.